All right, legends, welcome to yet another episode of Get Around Me, dude. <laughs> oh, this one, not feeling it this week, guys, honestly. Hit record a couple of minutes ago, I could just tell it's not on. It's not on for me this week. But anyway, by any means necessary, we move forward, okay? I just must have got out of bed on the wrong side or something this morning. Tried to do this intro like four times and it just, you know, I don't know if my bucket hat's on back to front, if I'm secretly gay or what's happening, but for whatever reason, I'm zigging when I should be zagging today. So whatever, let's rip into what will no doubt be an episode of this podcast. Pumped to be here, guys. And honestly, I think I'm a bit muzzled because I've just got too much on this week. This nation has got too much on right now, and I think it's affecting my personal well-being. Okay, when this nation bleeds, I bleed with it. And when this city burns, I burn too, okay? Sydney City burning to the ground the other day. Craziest fire I've ever seen. One block behind me. Looked like so much black smoke going into the into the atmosphere or whatever. It looked like freaking Gotham City out there, dude. It was freaking me out. Luckily, no one was hurt. I have it on good authority, and I don't want to start this rumor, but I guess I'll be breaking this news here on the podcast that I believe the Queensland State of Origin squad started the fire in Sydney last week. Okay? It smelled like sugarcane, and I saw Wally Lewis escaping the scene. So you tell me, dude. Okay? You tell me. So... I'm stressed out. State of origin is today, and we're still we're literally picking up the pieces of this great city. You know, Sydney's the heartbeat of New South Wales, regardless of what anyone outside of this city in this great state says. All right, don't talk to anyone in Coffs Harbour. I'm telling you, Sydney is the heartbeat of this great state, and failing that, this great nation. So, still recovering from the fire a little bit. State of Origin tonight, so that's got me keyed up as well. Ravenous for State of Origin, dude. We got to once again take down Australia's most evil state. And I'm not saying that people from Queensland are evil, but I'm just saying that gun to your head, brother, if you had to choose one state that could possibly turn on the rest of this great nation and march down the coast in some sort of an invasion, Russian-style type thing, you can't tell me that it wouldn't be Queensland. And I could I could go around to any other state in this country. Queensland is like our Texas. They're just biding their time, dude. I'm telling you. Mate, when we had the COVID with the the borders and all that, they were they were looking that you could tell they were just that border instability during COVID. There was a few blokes in Queensland licking their lips, okay? A few blokes in Queensland thinking, fuck, we won't we wouldn't mind a bit of Byron Bay, hey? Ballina, beautiful surf. We might have a bit of that as well. And if they march down through Ballina, where's it going to stop? Okay, where's it going to stop? So that's why each year we have to put them back in their place to keep them in their box to avoid them marching either down the East Coast or failing that, I could see them just sort of sailing down and taking Tasmania behind our backs. I'll be candid. Queensland could be in control of Tasmania right now. I wouldn't have a clue. Okay, I would not have a clue. 
Queensland could have could be controlling Tasmania for the last eight years. It's not really a state I check in on. Okay, I'll be candid. I only found out maybe three weeks ago that Tasmania was actually part of this great nation. I thought it was like some sort of a Pacific Island, you know, little brother to New Zealand type thing. But I, I'm under the I'm under the impression now, from what I've been told, that Tasmania is a part of this country. And I'm going to have to look into whether or not Australia or Queensland controls them. But either way, I'm keyed up, okay? I got a lot on. Then on top of that, we got Vivid in Sydney. I don't know if any other cities in this great nation have a light festival each year. Uh, if you don't have one, don't worry. You're not missing out. It is lame, okay? <laughs> it is not cool at all. And we spend millions upon millions of, of state taxpayer money to project pictures onto the opera house i mean just go to hoyts and see the avengers okay you know what i mean we don't need to be doing all this sort of weird stuff and then on top of that with everything else going on right now koshi has left sunrise i mean how much can one man handle you know what i mean my knees are buckling yeah my shoulders quaking under this load all this stress here on the east coast so i'm trying my best and uh getting through it as best i can but anyway let's crack into the pod a couple of retractions from last week might be the sixth or seventh retraction we've had already um wow okay so i talked about like aversions last week triple j is doing a hottest 100 of Leica versions in what is pretty much the coolest thing I think I personally have ever seen. I'm all about Leica versions, okay? And anyway, dude, it it's been brought to my attention through a couple of aggressive messages that I failed to mention DMA's cover of Share, okay? So DMA's covering Believe blew that, okay? I don't know how I didn't recall that. That Leica version has just become so iconic that I honestly don't even think of it as a Leica version, okay? It's like its own thing, you know what I mean? But I'll put my hand up, pretty egregious from me. Talking about Leica versions and not mentioning the DMAs covering Believe, that's like doing up a list of your favorite MP3 players and not mentioning iPods, you know? You're like, I like the Samsung iMusic Pro. It's like, brother, what the fuck are you talking about? Okay, so I apologize there. My hand is up. I also failed to mention Gang of Views covering British India. No one actually picked me up on that. Uh, I picked myself up. Okay, so sorry about that. Uh, a bit of other news. Got this Sydney Encore show tomorrow, June 2nd. Get into that. I think there's only like a couple of tickets left, so come if you would like. And then also, I will be going away again this year for about four weeks, maybe five. No, I think four. Me and Maka are doing Central America this year. Very exciting. So same as last year, I'll do like a holiday guest series of Get Around Me while I'm away. One of them will feature Rowan. I could see me and Rowan maybe doing like a Joe Rogan experience type thing. Not that we're going to start talking about like the breeding life of axolotls or some weird shit, but we'll probably just have a few beers and blaze a bit and do, do like a three-hour episode or something. So that could be pretty fun. And then I'll probably have Pat Doherty on again. 
And then, yeah, if, if there's anyone you guys would suggest who lives in Sydney, I'm all ears for potential guests, okay? I can't have Ruben on again because he lives in Melbourne. So anyone who lives in Sydney who you guys would like to hear on this here podcast, you let me know, dude, okay? You let me know. But anyway, so much happening. I'm frazzled. I slept great last night. There's no excuse for this, okay? There's no excuse for this. But anyway, Vivid is on here in Sydney. And like I said, guys, I don't think any other city in this nation has a Vivid Light Festival. And honestly, good on you. And good on your state governments for showing a little bit of freaking wherewithal, you know? A little bit of common sense. Good to see when... When other state governments throw an idea around the old boardroom table, they're not just throwing out cash left and right. So it is our annual light festival. I think it costs about a billion dollars. And my God, does it, does it attract every pelican in the greater Sydney area? You know, there's a brand of person this year, not this year, all years, that just the the brand of person who attends Vivid is just like, kind of the lowest common denominator, you know, like Sydney. We're, we're a world city, okay? We're a hub. We're a hub for business. We're a hub for art, you know? Chris Hemsworth was at our airport two days ago, okay? That's the sort of stuff that happens here in Sydney, okay, guys? And uh, I don't want to get too condescending and superior here, even though I do also uh, enjoy that vibe. But nevertheless, Sydney, we got great music, Art, sport, all year fucking round, dude, okay? Come out and support the arts, you know? And yet, every year, there's like millions of people. That's not right. (laughs) Thousands of people. Double check that. I'm not good with numbers. I miss my ex-girlfriend, guys. Back off, okay? It's my podcast, and it is the last time I'll say it, dude, okay? It is the last time I'll say it. But this vivid thing, dude, it is like just the pelicans that come out for this. We have the best art and music and everything, comedy, all year round here in Sydney. And yet people in the greater Sydney area only come out when it's like vivid. It's like bright lights that even a fucking toddler can enjoy and it's for free. And then all of a sudden, everyone, like the traffic in Sydney's crazy. People are driving around in circles, beeping each other. You know, just to see these pretty lights, it's pretty much the same thing every year. If anyone can honestly decipher the different lights each year, like it's not the sort of thing where you go, wow, this is completely different to last year. I'm blown away by the different combinations of colors. Like it's, there's a lot of crazy colors, guys. Okay. There's a lot of crazy colors. And it's like, the people who come to Vivid are the sort of people who need to be told when it's appropriate to leave their house and do an activity. You know, the state government's like, all right, guys, time to come into the city and do the thing. And they're like, oh, it's Vivid. Got to get in and see Vivid. You know, I, I'll, I will admit Vivid, if you're on like a fourth date with a girl, is pretty much the perfect thing ever. Because, yeah, it's free and it's like you can just look at a wall. But blokes taking like their girlfriends of 10 years to Vivid, Honestly, brother, do you love her? Why haven't you guys had kids yet? It's almost like you're not serious about her, mate. Okay? If your man says he loves you and then in the same calendar year takes you to Vivid, leave him. Okay? Leave him immediately. 
It is for pelicans everywhere. I honestly reckon if Vivid put a bright enough light into the middle of Sydney Harbour, like four to five blokes a night would just walk into the ocean. Okay? They'd be like, oh, new exhibition. There's a new exhibition in the bottom of Sydney Harbour. Like, it's just, it's no good. Okay? People who go to Vivid are the sort of people who cancel plans when it rains. You know? Oh, sorry, we couldn't come to the pub. It just looked a bit dreary out there. You know? The state government didn't tell me to leave my home, so I didn't feel like it was appropriate. It's just, it's no good. Okay? And I'm a little bit frantic this episode. I'm a little bit keyed up for whatever reason on this Wednesday morning. I'm trying to just ease it in here one step at a time. That's the problem when you're doing a solo podcast is that if you're not on, everyone's off, you know? When you're doing a podcast with other people, I remember one time, uh, I, you know, there, well, multiple times, you can rock up to a podcast and I've done podcasts where they go for an hour and a half and I probably turn up at the 35-minute mark, you know? I, I've done podcasts where, honestly, as a guest, the first 15 minutes I've offered absolutely nothing. But that's the thing, mate. When you're doing a team podcast, it's one team, one dream. We, we, we march forward as a unit, footsteps in the sand, you know? But I'm a little bit off on this Wednesday morning and it's a solo pod. So nothing to it but to do it. And yeah, I'm down. I'm working at the opera house. So I'm like boots on the ground for Vivid, even though I work during the day. They said, Bill, it's so busy at night for Vivid. Is there any chance you can work any nights at all? I said, honestly, it's against my religion. Okay. So can't be doing that. Got to do my gigs at night, as you know. If I'm working at the opera house on a Wednesday night, who the hell is going to be doing a mediocre seven minutes in Bondi? trying out some pretty touch-and-go sex robot material, okay? So I can't do it. But anyway, what about this? First day of Vivid the other day, and I think this is why I'm kind of keyed up. I'm leaving work at 3 p.m. As I'm walking down, like 12 cops, that's a lie, six cops and like two sniffer dogs charging into like the promenade area, just getting revved up for the first night of Vivid, you know? probably a few 16-year-old dates they got to freaking swing the baton at. And it's like, mate, honestly, if if you're putting on a festival where people have to take hallucinogens to enjoy it, you should not be able to arrest them for it, okay? The state government, what a sting operation. They put on a light festival that is so shit that most people have to engage in illegal narcotics to enjoy it. And then they arrest those people for doing so, okay? Take the beagles home. This poor border collie doesn't want to stare at these freaking lights. It's having a seizure in Sydney Harbour, okay? Take these dogs home. Let people look at this shit light show and take their missus home and have some of the most mediocre missionary sex the Eastern Seaboard has ever seen, okay? The Vivid Light Festival is just an absolute parade of people doing the bare minimum to get through this life. And if they need to do that to get through this calendar year, they should be able to do that without a freaking beagle sniffing up and down their coat, okay? But whatever, dude. Let's get less angry. Let's bring it down. So I'm working down the Opera House, and uh, this next thing kind of pisses me off as well. This is just the vibe today, okay? People 
are posing for photos down at the opera house. And that's great. Okay. Now I understand. And, and it's the opera house and the Harbour Bridge. So obviously people are posing for photos. Okay. It's a fantastic tourist location. Um, but anyway, I'm kind of like, why is it? And this isn't just an opera house thing. Travel photos across the board. People are in Europe now. People are in wherever. You know, they're in Rome. They're in Kiama. People have got stuff on. But what is this new trend where people have to look so cool while doing travel photos? Like they need to look like too cool for school, almost like dismissive of what they're seeing. I don't like it. You know, people, I watched these two guys yesterday. I'm on my lunch break at the opera house and I'm sitting there and these two guys, they're taking photos of each other in front of the Harbour Bridge. And here's the thing is they've got like these yellow sunglasses, these like cool yellow sunglasses, I guess. And they're taking like maybe 35 photos each and swapping back and forth with the sunglasses. But here's the thing, dude, is they're not standing there smiling in front of the Opera House and the Harbour Bridge. They're doing the thing where like they've got their hands in their pockets looking away down to the side with the sunglasses on. And it's like... What is this thing now where you have to look like dismissive in front of like one of the wonders of the world? You know, one of the seven man-made wonders of the world. Double check that. I just made it up. But this thing where you got to look like dismissive and like too cool and like, oh, who cares? And like, like you're, I don't know, like you're being so candid and deep. Like people still behave this way. Everyone like behaves like a celebrity and then they're like an admin assistant. I don't know what people are doing. And I thought this is so, like, I watched these guys for like 15 minutes, trade sunglasses back and forth. And the guy was like, you're not getting it. What the hell? Like, the lighting's not right. And it's so clear to me. You know, they're, they're sort of like hype beast guys. They're wearing like Lonsdale t-shirts and stuff. Lamest shit I've ever seen. And then I thought, these guys are going to put this photo on Instagram and probably be put up some some caption like, one day at a time or something, or it is what it is. You know, something like this. And people, some people in their in their social circle might actually think they're cool. And I thought, that's just what social media is now. I'm watching two of the lamest blokes ever be so lame. And then they're going to post one photo of this 25-minute incident where they're literally all pouty, like, oh, you didn't get it. You didn't get the photo. Oh, no. And it's like... That's what it is, you know? The other pose they were doing that I just cannot get around this at all. I can't I cannot condone this in any way, shape, or form. Is the people do the photo now where they pretend to be like texting on their phone? Like they got sunnies on and they're like texting in front of the Grand Canyon or the Opera House. And I guess the implication is they're like doing business or making moves. You know, you ever see this people like People like will have like a, a view over their shoulder on a balcony and they're like looking at their phone. This is the whole thing with like they're dismissing. This is what so much culture is about right now is like dismissing cool stuff or like being like, yeah, whatever. It's just another day as I build my empire, this sort of thing. Like the implication is they're like texting Jeff Bezos or something, you know, and someone's following them around taking photos of them as they make crazy moves in the e-commerce game. It's so bizarre, dude. Like, you're probably just playing Candy Crush or on Instagram, mate. You have 
364 followers. We know you're not making moves. You know, I just don't, I don't understand some of the culture out there. Bring back, dude, I tell you what, when I'm going to Central America, and I do this anyway, but whatever, I'm bringing back just being pumped to be there. You know, I'm bringing back big thumbs up and a smile from ear to ear like it's my fucking ninth birthday. That's how I'm going to be posing in Central America, dude, okay? I'm not, I'm not doing this thing where it's like I'm at like Machu Picchu with my hands in my pockets looking off to the side, you know? You know, one step closer to the dream. It's like, what are you talking about, dude? Address what's happening, you know? Address what's happening. Two thumbs up and a smile. How sick's this? That's what Billy D is going to look like when he's traveling, dude. But anyway, so bit going on. I got a haircut. I should actually debut the new cut. My God. To my 17 restless JPEG followers, you beauty. Hey, got the bucket hat on um, for good vibes. Didn't work today for whatever reason. But anyway, dude, haircut. First time going to like a proper salon. Unfortunately, having moved into the city, I lost my Northern Beaches hairdresser which was shocking because she was the only one who understood the dimensions of my head. And yeah, so I tried a new salon. And here's the thing, dude. I can't go to men's hairdressers because these blokes only know how to do fades. Okay? You ask a men's hairdresser in 2023 for something that isn't a fade and they just look at you like a velociraptor or some shit. They don't know. They don't know what's going on. Okay? So... Really tough stuff. Um, anyway, so I booked into this salon and it said you can choose your hairdresser now. And this is like with doctors, how you can choose your doctor now. So it's tough sledding. I didn't know who to choose. There was Brad or Emily. Now, I wanted to choose Emily because I thought she'd be better with women's hair. And I don't know really what Brad's about, okay, at this salon. You know, is Brad... Some guy who's like a hairdressing whiz. Does he have a passion for all different types of hair? Or is he just slamming out fades in the corner? Is he doing like five Lebanese guys every hour? You know, like I don't know what the vibe is with Brad. So I thought, let me just, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to tick no preference, which you could tick, which I appreciate. Okay. No preference. You know, it's not just what I tick. And the government asked me what my gender is, okay? It's also my favorite answer. What do you want to eat? Whatever, okay? Whatever, dude. Absolutely whatever. Where do you want to go? Who do you want to be? No stress, okay? I got no preferences across the board. I roll in. I've been assigned Brad, okay? Which immediately makes me nervous because now I'm thinking I'm in for like a $70 haircut and I'm going to still get the men's cut I've been trying to avoid. So bit stressed on that i roll in luckily brad's got a hand on a hip he's he's throwing fucking confetti with the other hand i'm thinking you beauty dude okay i meet brad he's got one of the more aggressive lisps i've ever come across and i know that i am in fantastic homosexual hands so i'm filled with confidence um brad asks me what i want and then and i tell him but i tell him with the tone of like this is what i want but if this is incorrect, you tell me what I want, okay? This is the thing with, uh, you know, haircuts in general is that I I'd, I'd, I'd would like a little bit of help. Haircuts, clothes, any any of this stuff, dude. Like I don't have that much confidence 
in my opinion. And because I really only get one haircut a year, I feel the pinch, okay? Here's the thing, dude. If you get a bad haircut, whatever. Maybe you've got it for a month. I've got to sit on this thing for like nine months because I like my hair long. So it can be quite confronting. So I said to Brad, mate, I said, mate, honestly, I'm looking for exactly the way it is. Just take like three inches off. And he goes, hmm. And that's all he says for about like a minute. And he's looking around my head and he go, and then I go, what do you recommend? He goes, sounds good. But he said it in a way that, he said it in a way that wasn't like, this is the best option for you. You know, I don't know if I should have told him, hey, mate, I'm looking to be the coolest bloke in town or sort of um, kiss girls on the lips or, or what. But he said, okay, in a way that if that's what you want, then whatever. You know, he, Brad didn't say yes, like fucking oath. That's a sharp cut, brother. Okay. He was more like, whatever. Okay. And so I thought, mm, I'm probably looking for a bit more from Brad here. But at the same time, I trust this man with my life. Okay. You know, when hairdressers just have shit everywhere, he had like two clips on his shirt. He had like a, he had like the hairdryer on his belt. You know, he had like the fucking utility belt going. He's, he's doing shit all over the place. I, I did feel confident in Brad, but I, I believed in Brad. I just wondered how much Brad believed in me, to be honest, guys. I just, and it did stress me out a bit. Then he goes, all right, put your head in the basin. I've never had this before, where you put your head in the basin and they're like washing your hair and you, you sort of get a head massage and stuff. Now, traditionally, I pay like 30 bucks for a haircut. This one was 70. Dude, if the extra 40 bucks is just for a head massage, I got to say, I'm in. How about this? I come back every week for 40 bucks. You just massage my head. Don't even worry about cutting my hair. My God, best two and a half minutes of my goddamn life, okay? And then Brad starts getting to work. He's bloody, he's doing the diagonal cuts, you know, which which you love to see. And and then, and yeah, he's just absolutely smashed it out of the park. Um, I don't think anyone would argue with that, okay? I don't want to speak out of school, but I got the haircut on Wednesday and I've already since then uh, kissed a local woman on the lips. Okay, so I'm not saying it's the best haircut you've ever seen. I'm not even saying that I'm like cool or or good looking or anything. I'm not implying anything about me or the haircut. I'm just saying that Wednesday I get the haircut. Three days later I kiss a girl on the lips. Okay, no. So those things have both happened. Their relation to each other, you can work that out in your own time. Okay, get out the whiteboard, work it out with your friends. This episode, as always, is brought to you by our mates at Manscaped, calling all men. It's time to mind your manholes with Manscaped. Everyone's aware by now that nose hairs are a major turnoff. And if you're not, dude, like, I can't help you. Okay, that's why Manscaped have upgraded to their brand new Weed Whacker 2.0 with improved blades and motor. You can feel the power of nasty nose hair annihilation in the palm of your hands, dude. This improved Weed Whacker can now be found in their Performance Package 4.0 for no additional cost. Save money and attack your nose and ears hairs by going to manscaped.com and using code DARCY, that's D-A-R-C-Y, all capitals, to get 20% off and free shipping. That's code DARCY, D-A-R-C-Y, all capitals, for 20% off and free shipping. Mate, once you start getting rid of your nose hair, you'll just be like... Colors will be brighter. It's like, what 
What purpose does nose hair serve other than letting people know you grew up in the Great Depression? Okay, get rid of it, lads. You're, you're embarrassing yourself and you're embarrassing your mates by association. Okay, I've been using this thing. Gave one to Rowan as well. Rowan's ear hair was, his, sorry, not his ear hair, his nose hair, dude. My God, I don't know what's going on. But yeah, I had to sort him out and the podcast is better for it. I'm telling you, if you're not using these Manscaped products, like that just tells me you're not grooming yourself because I don't know what other products you'd be using in this in this line. You know, as far as personal grooming goes, it's Manscaped or bust. You know, it's like if someone had an MP3 player back in the day, it's like, why don't you just have a fucking iPhone, dude? You know, it's weird. So our friends over at Manscaped are helping you enjoy spring's fresh air by using the Weed Whacker 2.0 on all your face hole hair. We love the Weed Whacker 1.0. Oh boy, did we love it, okay? <laughs> but this thing is an absolute upgrade and I will attest to that, dude. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker 2.0 uses a powerful 7,000 RPM motor with an improved steel blade system that upgrades the cutting performance from their first generation to better whack your weeds. Plus, this nose and ear trimmer comes with skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs. It's cordless, rechargeable, and has a battery with up to 45 minutes of runtime. Also, the Weed Whacker 2.0 is included in Manscaped's tool sets, including the Platinum Package 4.0, and the Performance Package 4.0. So no matter what kit you pick, you will receive the new Weed Whacker 2.0 Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Let's face it, nose hair is a major turnoff, so let Manscaped be part of your daily grooming routine. It is time to level up your groom game. So once again, save 20% off and get free shipping when you use code word DARCY, that's D-A-R-C-Y, all capitals, at manscaped.com. One more time, that is code word Darcy for 20% off and free shipping when you shop at manscaped.com. Okay, get amongst it and get the best in grooming at Manscaped Shop. But anyway, this week I'm stressed out because obviously Koshy is leaving Sunrise. Okay, David Kosh, a true Australian hero, um, 21 years on the top. Congratulations to, to the big man. Uh, a hero to people over the age of 60 everywhere. And the thing with Koshi is he pretty much looked the same for about 20 years. Does Koshi get the credit for being not a rooster? I'm not going to say Koshi's a rooster, okay? I don't think anyone would sign off on that opinion. But I will say that Koshi, let's say Koshi is a 6 out of 10. And I think some people would say that's generous, Okay. Let's say that Koshi's a 6 out of 10. The remarkable thing about Koshi is that he was probably a 6 out of 10 in 2003, and he still looks the exact same now, which is pretty good, okay? You know, not everyone can be Braith and Astor sitting behind the desk on NRL 360, okay? Look at me. I'm a fellow average-looking man myself. Obviously, I would like to think I've got Koshi covered, as would every other man in this great country, but nevertheless, the staying power of Koshi as far as his looks, and I think his, his looks, you know, they're a uh, they're a metaphor for his time on on the on the telly, you know, sharp, reliable, there when you need him, never faltering. Okay, so I, I have a lot of respect for Koshi, the longevity of this great man. Um, obviously, I've been loyal to Karl Stefanovic uh, since birth, and I and when I, when I did start my day 
with morning television. I was the Today Show man, okay? Obviously, Cheese TV growing up, but when you when you're a bit older, I was still living at home and I was like 19, 20. I was a Today Show man. So I can't say that I've ever been uh, on Koshy's, uh, you know, following him in any way, shape or form. But at the same time, anyone who can give Carl Stefanovic a run for his money for two decades has my respect, okay? It's like Stuart McGill. That's exactly what Koshy is. He is the Stuart McGill of the breakfast television era, okay? I don't know why that was so hard to say. But really, Koshy in any other era is Shane Warne. But unfortunately, he just happened to be born in the same generation as the king himself, Carl Stefanovic. So, yeah. Wish Koshy the best. I read in an article that Koshy said the day he quit, he was walking to lunch uh, with his wife and someone screamed at him, I'm so glad you're leaving. You're just a mouthpiece for Big Pharma. You vaxxer piece of shit. <laughs> I don't know. I guess Koshy said something about vaccinations during COVID. Um, but how good is that? How good is it when like you're quitting a job and someone justifies your decision? You know, like uh, you, you quit a job, you give four weeks notice. And then during that time, like, you know, you're just getting smashed with all this work that you hate. You know, the guy next to you is talking about the royal family nonstop. And you're like, yeah, dude, that's right. I made the right decision. So good on Koshy. End of an era. He said, um, this is hilarious, dude. He said he won 20 premierships in a row, referring to the fact that Sunrise believes they have won the TV ratings war 20 years in a row. The stupid thing about this is if you ask the Today Show, they also think they have won the ratings war 20 years in a row. How lame and petulant is it to every year claim to have won an award that no one cares about and the other people in line for the award also think they've won said award? Keep in mind, no one cares about the award. No one cares in any... No one even knows it's coming up. And every year the Today Show goes, well, we've done it again. It's, it's like two communist regimes saying we are the best country in the world. It's like China and Russia saying we are the greatest nation on planet Earth. And Russia's like, no, we are the greatest nation on planet Earth. And like, lads, it's not a competition. And also, you're both wrong, okay? I mean, most popular morning show, that's like... You know, I can't even think of an example, but I think we can all agree that there's an example in there somewhere, okay? So, really bizarre stuff, but I'm I'm willing to let Koshy go out on this whole 20 premierships in a row thing, okay? Uh, it's an irrelevant ward. Obviously, that's not true. There can only be one winner. Are you telling me every year, both the Today Show and Sunrise had exactly the same amount of viewers? I mean... Firstly, I mean, it's on the table. I find it very hard to believe. I'm just one man in a bucket hat, but I do find it very hard to believe. Um, replacing Koshy. Now, this is exciting. This is really exciting. Matt Shervington. Wow. Now, this is... I love this from Channel 7 because it's like, yeah, we have Koshy, right? Absolute institution of a man. Australia loves him, sort of. You know, you don't hear people talk about Koshy which is pretty much how you know someone's loved in Australia, okay? If we're not actively talking shit about you, we love you, okay? So good on you, Koshy. But let's be honest, the old cue ball had to go. In his place, renowned sort Matt Shervington. My God, this guy is good looking. He's got some of the best skin, teeth, and hair I've ever seen. 
He's jacked out of his mind with more charisma than I've had hot dinners. If I'm Carl Stefanovic, dude, I'm shitting myself, okay? And here's the thing. I think Koshy probably gets the older gals in as far as his audience split with the Today Show. If you think these 60, 70, 80-year-old women aren't going to stay on the train for Shervo himself with those beautiful pearly whites, you're out of your goddamn mind, okay? Matt Shervington is here in the breakfast morning battle. And honestly, Carl, hit the gym, okay? If I'm Carl Stefanovic, first things first, I'm hitting the gym. I'm getting on TRT. I'm getting on performance enhancers, okay? I'm calling up Ashley and Martin. Carl's got a pretty impressive lid already. Jack it up. Braith and Asta. Help me out, brother, okay? Jack this lid up, you know? His lid, should he should look like, look like a fucking Lego man by the time Braith and Asta's people are done with him. Get a bit of salt and pepper in there as well, Carl. Because you've got your match... Your work cut out for you now, Carl. You know, I'm having trouble putting words together today and I'm uncertain why. But all I know is that Carl has been put on notice by one of Australia's best-looking, most charismatic TV hosts as well. Also, getting in a war with a guy who's that quick, Matt Shervington, Olympic sprinter. Dude, Matt Shervington could talk shit about Carl Stefanovic from the Channel 7 studio and then run outside and quickly run down to Channel 9. By the time it's been broadcast to the television that Matt Shervington has a problem with Carl Stefanovic, Matt Shervington's knocking on the door going, hey, Carl, check your telly, brother. Let's fucking have it, okay? And Carl's going, what the hell? This is live television. How are you talking shit about me on live television and now in my face physically right here, right now? You're in two places at the same time. And Matt Shervington just gives him those big pearly whites and says, that's right, cunt, let's have it, Okay. So I think Carl's in a lot of trouble, guys. A lot of trouble indeed. Anyway, I'll finish up with a project for this week. Sorry, this podcast has been weird. The energy has been off. And I just, I tried to start it like three or four times and I kept muddling up all my words. And because like, I don't have like a script or anything. I've got a couple of little bullet points, but so I like to, usually it's like sort of like pushing a car. Like once it gets going, it's the my brain starts ticking it over. But I just I honestly tried to start this podcast like eight times and it was like I couldn't get the car moving. And by the time it did start moving, I was so frazzled and pissed off um, that the energy of this podcast became quite toxic. And I apologize. Okay. But anyway, I'll finish um, with the the project for this week. The project is is the segment where we celebrate Australian talent killing it here and abroad, okay? This week on the project, UFC fighter Jamie Malarkey, the hooligan, okay? The hooligan is fighting this Sunday. And it's a good one to, if, if you, you've, you don't really watch MMA, I usually say, don't miss this fight. You, you, it's crazy. Israel Adesanya versus whatever. Um, you got to miss it. You can't miss it. This week is totally missable, okay? You don't have to watch the UFC this week at all. It's um, probably one of the most irrelevant fight cards of the year. But the hooligan is fighting on there, and it's for free on KO. So if you've got a spare, a spare 20 minutes on Sunday, look up um, when the hooligan's fighting on, on Google. Man, this guy, you could just tell by looking at Jamie Malarkey that he comes from good, 
Irish gypsy heritage, okay? Jamie Malarkey, he's got that thing where, like, his eyebrows are, like, in his eyeballs. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying he's got particularly hairy eyebrows, but I'm saying, like, he's got those really pronounced eyebrow bones that just look like he's always kind of cross, you know, always looking for a scrap. You know, it, it, put it this way. If Jamie Malarkey just popped up in season six of Peaky Blinders, you wouldn't notice, okay? he's He's got that gypsy blood in him. He's ready to go. Loves to scrap Jamie Malarkey. Loves to scrap the hooligan. Um, gets in absolute wars. And I was worried about the hooligan, okay? He's taken a couple of heavy, heavy losses recently. He's He's one of those fighters where he's probably fringe top 15, but he fights at lightweight, which is like, the toughest division in the UFC. Absolutely stacked lightweight, okay? It's the one Volk just fought for the belt for. Conor McGregor's in there. Other fighters you probably don't know about. Unbelievable division, okay? And the hooligan is just throwing hands with all these blokes. And I was worried about the hooligan. They put him in there with this six foot four black guy. And lightweight is 155 pounds. And you're probably asking Bill, how could a man who's six foot four fight at lightweight? Wouldn't he be a heavyweight? And that's a great question, guys. There's a serious question. No one knows how this black guy makes lightweight. He must cut like 45 pounds or something. He's six foot two or something. He looked enormous in the cage with the hooligan. It looked like me fighting my dad when I was 11. Okay? Like that's what it was. And it was like, who sanctioned this? Here's the thing, dude. The Nevada State Athletic Commission would never sanction a fight between me at 11 years old and my dad, but for some reason, they sanctioned a fight between the hooligan and this black guy called the tarantula, and my God, the hooligan took one of the most sickening beatings I've ever seen, dude. I was worried for him, okay? It's a sort of beating where he got finished in like the second round, but every second of like the seven and a half minutes he was in there, he was just eating punches, dude. It was like Rock'em Sock'em robots if one of the Rock'em Sock'ems was broken and couldn't rock nor sock and was just getting his head punched off. That was what the fight was. And I felt bad for the hooligan. I thought, fuck me. Is this the end of the hooligan? Jamie Malarkey. And then here's the thing, dude. You just cannot count these gypsy blokes out. He came out in his last fight and looked unbelievable, dude. Okay. They put him against this debutante guy. And uh, sometimes with these older fighters, they'll put them in there against young guns to try and give the young guns some some winnable fights on the way up. And Jamie Malarkey was paying like two two twenty or something. He was the underdog, and my God, he just boxed this bloke's face off. He was like smoking there, the hooligan. You know, you know how gypsies move in shadows. Probably that's what it was like. He looked unbelievable, and the hooligan's back in a big way. Okay, now. The hooligan fights this Sunday, and he was against this guy whose last name I can't even pronounce, which is real bad news. In the UFC, the harder your opponent's surname is to pronounce, the more likely they are going to beat you into a pulp and then thank Allah afterwards, okay? And this guy from, I'm not sure where, maybe Kazakhstan, he had like seven Ks and four Zs in his last name. He was paying $1.20 against the hooligan. And I was like, this is bad news. This is bad news, bear dude. Okay. If you've got a if you're facing a guy who has a beard with no mustache and sports bet has him at a dollar ten against you, you are gonna get absolutely ragdolled within an inch of your life. Cut to two days ago, that guy pulls out. 
I'm not going to lie. The new guy has a lot of consonants in his last name, but he's on debut, I think. I'm back in the hooligan to upset the haters again. You know, silky smooth with his boxing. I'm telling you, bit of free money this weekend. Bet on Jamie, the hooligan malarkey against not sure what his last name is. Okay, get in there. Free cash, guys. Spend it on whatever you want. Take your missus to Vivid for all I care. But get on the hooligan at all costs. That is the project for this week. That is the podcast for this week. Rowan and me coming up next. Bit of fun there. I've got a Sydney Encore show tomorrow. I think it's sold out, but double check. There's like literally four tickets left or something. So if anyone's keen, last show of the year. Sorry for all the promo this year. Hope you enjoyed the pod. Sorry this one was a bit weird. Whatever, dude. Thanks for listening. All right, legends. Welcome back to yet another second half of Get Around Me. Joining me as always, the Irish Wolfhound, Rowan Arneal. <laughs> the two coziest men in Sydney right now. Mate, our second ever weekend recording. We've got it together. This is the first weekend, I guess, where neither of us were fucked up or somewhere else. Yeah, it's a party pod, mate. Mm. Watch out, party pod. <laughs> mate, as we've spoken about previously on the last party pod, you would agree that this is a party-themed podcast. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that, mate. It's Billy's big thing. Chuck's on a Hawaiian shirt. Everyone's like, the party guy's here. Yeah. Fucking oath. Oh, that's what people say when I come into the room. They go, holy shit, is that Bert Kreischer? <laughs> and they go, no, it's the other party guy. It's, it's Billy Darcy. It's the other party guy. <laughs> Similarly distrusted in the broader community. Yeah. <laughs> Probably has the same amount of clout in the stand-up industry as well. Mm. <laughs> For sure. Anyway, dude, I don't even want to fucking laugh right now. Well, oh, because of what happened. Our Throughout- city is in flames, brother. Gotham City is fucking burning. Mate, I'm telling you, it feels like Gotham in Sydney right now after the fire. It it more just like, it doesn't feel like more. It just like, you know, when it just reveals to you that we were living in Gotham the whole time. Yeah. You're like, oh, there's darkness everywhere. Yeah. The the freaks, they're they're not underground anymore. Mm. They're they're up and about. And mate, here's the thing. If, you, if you're not aware of this, obviously, why wouldn't you be? Because mm. the most relevant city in the nation is was burning. Big time. It'd be big news. And it's an inside job, which is... Well, that's the thing, mate. So, okay. My tinfoil hat is on with this one. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing is, I, I don't mind a conspiracy, but this is the first time I've been boots on the ground from the get-go. Mm. Ash and journos everywhere. Mate, I'm literally... I'm walking past it yesterday on the way home or... Th- yeah, Thursday night, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I was walking past like ash in the air and stuff, mate. Chaos on the streets. Criminals just looting. Mm. I was crazy, dude. Yeah, and it's an inside job for sure. It's a hundred percent. It is not thirteen-year-olds that they've been set up. Yeah, dude. So big developers. It's all big money. So it's a heritage building in Sydney that they were not allowed to knock down. Although they they actually got DA approval to knock it down, but it was going to cost so much. Mm. Now, all of a sudden, a bunch of 13-year-olds were just playing past the diesel jug. On the third story yeah. of a building. What a, what mm. a bizarre thing. Also, I was literally in Surrey Hills when it started. It was fucking enormous. It was enormous. Craziest fire I've ever seen. So fucking- I, I went down and just walked past the bricks and was like blown away. Oh, like, my God. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. So, they reckon these- 13- Justin Hems has taken us down. Yeah. They reckon these 13-year-olds- started the fire and then handed themselves in. Mm. But then when the police were asked what caused the fire, they were like, it's too early to tell. Mm. 
What do you mean, mate? They, they fucking confess, brother. <laughs> they don't know how they started. Yeah, it, so they can, like- we started the fire, but um, we don't know how, and we don't have any information. Yeah. Also, my last name is Meriton. <laughs> <laughs> mate, these developers—they're getting so crafty, mate. There's some. There's some little bundles of cash in those kids' back pockets. Oh, yeah. Oh, it just happens to be 13, a year before actually, you actually get properly convicted for crimes. Little too convenient for this guy. Pretty convenient. <laughs> Pretty convenient. I saw Justin Hems down there with different shades of egg white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was mocking up the, the new bistro, mate. Yeah. With a touch of yellow around the border. Yeah. It's all, there's going to be $32 scallop dishes. It's going to be awesome. Oh, my God. Oysters, oysters, oysters. <laughs> mate, this guy, he'll do anything for a savvy location. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking hell, mate. These kids, mate. This whole thing where it's like we started the fire, but we don't know how. Mm. Come on. Dude, ears up. Ears, ears on the street. Ears on the street. And here's the thing, mate. We are now living in a real life Gotham City. Mm-hmm. Dude, I fought two homeless guys last night. <laughs> one deserved it, one didn't. A guy at the kebab shop was pretty um, passive aggressive to me. Oh, really? So that could have something to do with it as well. Mate, when the Lebanese are being passive, you know the vibe's off. <laughs> when it's an all-out aggression, it's passive aggression, what the fuck's going on? Mate, speaking of kebabs, I reckon the kebab store on our street or like around the corner is like maybe one of the worst in Australia. Yeah, I don't go there. Oh, mate, it's fucking <laughs> rancid there. It's so bad. And you could just tell because, you know, like traditionally a kebab store have like, you know, Middle East and Lebanese guys working it. This is an absolute motley crew. There's one Indian guy, <laughs> one Asian guy, one white guy. It's like, who's running this thing? Yeah, that doesn't... And, mate, you can just spot a bad kebab shop from just the type of the pizza and how long you've... Look at, like, this pizza has been here for, like... Mate, honestly, I had a slice of pizza on the way home. It was the worst slice of pizza <laughs> I've ever had in my life. Why you would give that place money? Because I just want to eat something. Yeah, yeah. You know? I was, I was emotionally eating last mm. night. After yeah. a, after a long night at the office for Billy D, us us. I was emotionally eating. I this is how hungover I was on Friday. I emotionally ate, and then afterwards I went to a seven. It's one o'clock in the afternoon. I went to a Seven Eleven and bought two Gatorades and an up and go. Oh, that's just gluttony. what the fuck, mate. Real gluttony. <laughs> that is so. That's such a trash order. Also, like that, like real gluttony is beverages. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Anyone can pick out on food. The fact you're having like, that's like you stole mum's credit card. Mm. You know, like get a grip, mm. mate. Oh. Did you feel better though? Or possibly? There's no way to tell, mate. There's no way to tell. <laughs> Not enough for me to be like that was that was a good decision. Yeah, Rowan got on the piss till like 4 a.m. on Thursday night. And then when I saw him the next day, I go, what's happening? He goes, mate, I'm going to the Melbourne fucking comedy festival. (laughs) (laughs) Just four hours of being like, mate, you got to fucking have some chips in the game. Just just get called a pussy by an older man. You're like, fucking hell, Jesus, what am I doing? True. Rowan's like, mate, I got on the beers with this comedian we know. And he was making a lot of sense, mate. (laughs) He goes, I'm doing 23 shows. I've got got an American League booked in. I'm going to Montreal, mate. I don't care if they want me. I'll be there. Yeah, someone figured out that the way to make me do something is just to kind of call me soft, and I just like arced up so hard and was like, "Of course, I'm not a fucking soft cunt. You call me a soft cunt," <laughs> and then just drank coke and vodka for like four more hours. I was like, "Mate, my head is hurting, but the day has begun and the hours being ridden." And then I just got up and in, in a robe and 
underwear for two hours, just did bureaucratic things on my computer being like, see, Rowan, you're a fucking go-getter. You could do anything. I went and opened a savings bank account mate, in person. I, mate, this guy, Rowan was doing errands on Friday like it was the Great Depression. <laughs> I come home. Firstly, I come home. I go, what's the gosh, mate? He goes, firstly, mate, as far as my comedy career, there's no more fucking around anymore. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, okay, what's all this then? Some of us can have like 14 beers on a Thursday night. And then I go, well, what did you get up to today? He goes, I went down the bank and opened an account with Westpac. And I go, mate, why are you going to the bank in person? Like it's 1937. He's down there with a briefcase and a top hat being like... Busy bank. <laughs> busy. And I was like pissed off. I was like, why is there so many people here? I was talking to the security guard. I was like, is it normally like this? He was like, yeah, people come to the bank. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I like, hadn't been in one for so long. Dude, fuck it, L. Mate, the Haymarket, Haymarket banks are getting some business. Mate, well, you were down there. Also, um, you were getting some beautiful suits on Friday, mate. Oh, yeah. I've been... Well... I love it when you wear a suit because you always look like a surfy guy who is formal. Mm, it is cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very handsome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's very year 10 formal. It, like, I just stopped wearing the Vans with the... <laughs> I was about to say, definitely Vans with the suit. Yeah, no way. But we did... We went to one place... They're like, we walk in, they're like, yeah, probably at $700 to $1,000. And the the dude that's getting married was like, there's no fucking way it matters that much. And we just left immediately. Is he paying for the groomsman's suits? Nah. Nah. I, mate, I paid for my own suit when I was a groomsman. And it was about 500 bucks. But honestly, I got so much use out of it after. Mm. It's pretty worth it. So we ended up spending like, we went to Connor's and got $230 suits, but we looked sick. And we're like, this is good enough. We look good. Oh, uh, Connor. I don't know about Connor. Yeah, hardcore. But- we chose the best one for sure. You can, no one will know. My sister's, the groomsman at my sister's wedding, Connor, mate. Oh, is Connor like the, the cheap option? The cheapest by far. <laughs> so cheap. So cheap. Yeah, I mean, Two, well- I spent $230 on a suit. And because there's boys that don't live in Sydney, then we just like took a picture of what suit it is and linked it to them. So my mate had to, I was like crying, laughing. So we all spent two hundred and thirty dollars. <laughs> Wait, my, so where does your mate live? He's not. He lives South Coast. Oh, so okay. He drove oh, so to- you sent him the link for the suit. Yeah, yeah, and then okay. he goes and gets one in store in Nara. So yep. he drove to Nara, which is such a shit place. Went to a Connors <laughs> because he's so wide but short. He ended up spending seven hundred dollars on the same suit. What to get alterations? Because <laughs> he's like shaped like a cube. Because he just. <laughs> The chode version of it, the, our suit, is $700. <laughs> he just paid an extra, like, $400. No, that's Because he's such a chode. He's just leaving a voice message being like, because of my goddamn troll body, I've had to fork out $700. They're like, we've never had to take a waist out like this. Like, <laughs> He's just this heavy set French man. Oh, my God. It was the most beautiful moment of my day yesterday. Mate, that sucks. <laughs> Come on. So, so, short kings, do not go to Connors. Mate, you can be a short king. We already have short kings in our crew. Um, but but you got we need some dimensions that we can work with. You can't be a chode. You cannot. If you need a chode suit, you can't go to Connors. Where, where would you, you go? Let's say I need a chode suit. Is there somewhere that springs to mind? Somewhere Eastern European, maybe. I don't know. A, a wider... Yeah, you, you would be looking for a Serbian man to be mocking you up, I'd yeah, imagine. Yeah, yeah. Dude, mate, it's so funny watching people that... 
a small getting something we're like changing it to be like do i need the smaller one we're like oh maybe and he's like what's extra small <laughs> and he turned to me and was like mate everything's in polynesian sizes this is bullshit i'm not an extra small i'm, I'm sorry what? brother it's so, yeah being an extra small that hurts <laughs> yeah. just give it a number <laughs> yeah, yeah just being a grown man with like full beard and chest hair being like what the fuck <laughs> mate oh that's that's unbelievable but mate there's a bit going on. Love is in the air. Love is in the air. Yeah, it is a bit. But uh, <laughs> there's a bit on out there, mate. Watch out. Keep your ears to the ground. We've got buildings burning, etc. Mate, and we hate to be too activisty on this podcast. Oh. Or we don't we don't like to get into the social issues too much. Because, well, me and Billy care so deeply about all those things. Well, yeah, mate. But if it brings it up, we're just too much for a raw nerve, really. To- yeah, exactly, mate. mate. We're- Oh, mate, Jesus here's the thing, we'll mate. start crying on here every week if you want us to talk about politics mate. and the way this country's heading we'll cry oh my god I'll, I'll, I'll weep for this country but then also I'll, I'll turn into Alan Jones on a, on a dime <laughs> so mate, honestly like, if we get political it's an absolute it's a spray and pray yeah. it's an absolute spray and pray for the lads <laughs> give us some gold microphones mate we're gonna fucking say some things yeah 100% the real money's on AM the real money is on AM Dude, I love it how Ben Fordham got the job on 2GB and within like two weeks, he's like, sweet. So, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to go heaps right wing and just yeah. make a mozza. Mm, absolutely. But- just every about 20 minutes, just be like, mate, the youth in this country, something is wrong. <laughs> Everyone is constantly worried about the youth Dude, and has been for 2,000 years. I swear Ben Fordham on the Today Show was so chill. He was like a clown. <laughs> he was like Carl Stefanovic's assistant. He was like, he was like a, a fucking jester, you know? <laughs> yeah, you just, sometimes you just put a little man in a suit and get him on telly. Mate, and everyone loves a little man in a suit. He'd be like down at like a fun run and he'd yeah. be like, oh, Carl, absolute scenes down mm. here. And Carl would be like, where are you, Betty? Ah. Like, and then um, the next time I saw Ben Fordham, it was like 2GB... Breakfast King, Ben Fordham, smashes trans athletes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, oh, a bit of a different platform, mate. <laughs> mate, humans contain multitudes, mate, and you can just meld around, mate. Mate, Betty Fordham's <laughs> packing that heat. Yeah. Oh, the money's good. Do you know how much money we could get? Well, so many YouTube... Do- if you just go hella right wing, you actually don't need to make a profitable business because people that um fund like massive oil companies in companies and companies will just give Stephen Crowder money because it's influence oh. over like the younger generations. So they don't actually like need their numbers to be that like fucking high. Yeah, louder with Crowder. Hell of, hell of a show. Yeah, that guy... So- I-, I listened to like seven minutes of him on a Joe Rogan experience once. <laughs> And I was like, I don't know what this is, but I'm not in the mood for well, it. Yeah, just the most unlikable man, like just screaming about Amy Schumer. And you're like, dude, you're just, a, why would anyone give a fuck at yeah. all? Yeah. Also, I'm sorry. Like, I don't care what anyone thinks of Amy Schumer's stand-up comedy or her, her career or any stand-up comedians. I'm not going to ever side with Steven Crowder bashing a comedian. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, yeah, you're sick. Like, man, shut the fuck up. But anyway. Uh, da, da, da. oh yeah. Um, do you reckon just on bed for him? Like, do you reckon the because he's like the number one guy on radio now. Really, he wins all the ratings. Man. Do you reckon his first two weeks he was just like, 
smashing the show out, having a bit of fun, like. And then the producers just came and went, "Mate, we're gonna have to. You're gonna have to seriously rev this up." <laughs> <laughs> the most popular man on radio has been Alan Jones in this country yeah. for so long. A man that incited the Cronulla riots. Yeah, look, look, mate. The blueprint is here. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. it's time to fucking take a few swings. Mm. But I love that for the big fella. And mate, and so sorry. Long story short, on this whole bit of a scenic route on this one as far as us getting political mate oh true I mean look at that we just we just took swipes at the king himself Ben Fordham fuck mate if he hears this we're done we are done mate I would love it if, if our I'm- house is on fire know that it was Ben Fordham oh big time and and if you hear it with some 13 year old kids don't believe it do not believe it for a second yeah Rowan Arneal and Billy Darcy dead after 12 year olds <laughs> run amok in their backyard <laughs> mate fucking these developers so goddamn crafty but anyway, mate, um, Ben Fordham getting political, which yeah. we don't do. Yeah. We don't do it. <laughs> All right. What is the political point? <laughs> well, we've, you've had another run in with the fuzz, mate. Oh, true. Oh, true. Yeah, I got... Mate, sometimes you don't need a It's cost- a bit of a loaded thing at the moment with... The, they just... Um, that, that 95-year-old woman died the other day. Mm. So, I don't want to, you know, get too into the whole cop thing. Like, because it's a wild time to be chatting about the police. Just gunning down pensioners. But, but mate, you've had another ruddy with the fuzz. And, mate, your demerit points. Where, what are we looking at? Uh, we're safe. We're but safe? I, I checked and I was like, oh, thank God. The last red light camera expired. Oh, I'd no. Gone so you got it back. back. I'd gotten some back. So, it was a red light camera, mate. Yeah, sometimes still you still counts. Yeah, obviously. So, sometimes you don't need a coffee in the morning. You just see a little flash <laughs> behind your window and you're like, oh, cool. Oh, oh I just lost $415. Cool. <laughs> fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That was, that was a pretty obvious. Fuck. It's a pretty. Yeah, that's a really obvious one there, Rowan. Good work. Yeah. From, from inner city to Bondi Junction, like just the clearest, biggest camera on like a. Massive intersection. Oh, was it when you go from Moore Park Road? Oh, mate, it is sharky out it there. It is so sharky. It's so fucking it's sharky so out fucking, there. Mate, nearly in every corner of, like, any direction I could be heading from where I live, it's so sharky. You go Alexandria, so sharky. Mate, we're in the city now, so it's like, mate, in the suburbs. <laughs> like, like, Manly, there was a bit around. Yeah, there was a bit yeah. on. But, like, when I lived in French's Forest, mate, <laughs> mate, honestly, I used to drive home from the city in, like, 20 minutes. Mate, that's, mm. it's a 40-minute drive, mm. brother. Like, I was absolutely whipping. Plus, like, three years into comedy, like, if you had a good show, I'd just be doing 140 going, <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, Jets playing. Yeah, oh, 100%, dude. Now, it's like, brother, keep your eyes up. Mm. It's um, dude. I because dro- I drove your Prado to Bondi the other night, mm. and mate, I was doing like forty on that road. Like blokes are just sitting in my back seat, and <laughs> I go like, I know I'm driving this enormous Prado like a bitch, but if I if not, neither me nor Rowan could afford this fine, so I was just doing forty and like a seventy, just going like mm. go around. <laughs> I, I, so I I did learn my lesson, but then it was just greed in the morning, last what, day of my working it, week. Oh, did you have a need for speed, brother? Were you speeding or you just went through a red? I just committed to an orange that I shouldn't have. Yeah. And then it's such a big way to the other side of the road there. So, you just- As soon as I crossed those lines, I just felt like I was floating. I was like, oh, I'm done. Just everything. And boom. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Done. Dude, the flash. The flash hurts me. Dude, I tell you what though. I just- I, Dude, when I came- America, you can just whip around. There's- Honestly, the police presence where I lived was fucking non-existent. Have we spoken about driving in America previously on this pod? Because it is not chill. I loved it. I, I was one well, with the road. Well, here's the thing is, it's not chill, but like you just, when you're on the highways, if you're on like a four laner, 
like be prepared to go fucking fast because mm. like there's just guys in those pickup trucks doing like a hundred miles an hour it's like 160ks dude there's tires all over the side of the road just broken tires like yeah. ripped up tires everywhere You're like Jesus Christ dude and what's gonna happen to my tires dude I remember one time I was doing like I, at one point I was doing a hundred miles an hour mm. 160ks yeah <laughs> RIP Paul Walker like dude that's pretty fucking fast mm. but here's the thing dude is like I ended up doing it doing like 90 miles an hour once I got to about 90 because like Everyone else was doing 90. Mm. If you if, if if people everyone on the road behind you in front of you and either side of you was doing 150 k's an hour. Well, guess what, mate? Mm. You're doing 150 clicks. Mm. And then once I got up to like 95 miles, it was like that in between is thing. <laughs> I go to back I go, "You reckon it could top a ton, Si? <laughs> and then I just over 100 miles an hour in this fucking sedan like in in Tennessee somewhere just going, "Wow." <laughs> Did I tried to drive to New Orleans once from Austin? We were going to go on this trip when my mate was visiting and then they wouldn't let me rent a car because I didn't have a credit card. We went to, and I was like, fuck, we're going to have to take my car. And Bill and my girlfriend were like, dude, we can, um, we can easily take your car. Let's just take your car then. And I was like, oh, you guys don't really know her like I know her. The Kia Optima, she's, she's kind of an around town whip. Um, and then we drive, we literally on the way I had to book a car and we made it to like Houston and we're like, we made it to Houston. All right, let's try and rent a car here. Because it's just it's no too ruthless out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you think little- this goes down, we're never getting anywhere. Yeah. We're gonna, Australia's going to have to helicopter me out of here. Yeah. You can't get away with like just doing 80 clicks over there. Because no. blokes will just, they're in your back seat, mate. Smoking. Just a smoking car. Dude, I saw um, like some skid marks that went like all over the road. And I was like, oh, that person's dead. Mm. Like- mm. That person is no longer with us. <laughs> yeah. But, mate, oh, it's all happening. Oh, What else we got on the bloody agenda, mate? Got any, anything a little else Saturday to talk morning about? pod. Um, is the Saturday... It, it, I, I feel like it's about midday. Did we go too early? I think we went too early. Yeah. And I should have had a coffee. I don't know why I'm drinking up and go. It's all... I think it's been, I think it's been pretty serviceable so mm. far. Mm-hmm. But we got to cut. Oh, there's one. something to take us home for for the love of God. <laughs> I thought that red light camera thing would be at least like twenty five minutes. <laughs> also, you talked up that suit story so fucking much. You're like Rob was like, mate, this suit story, just get out of my way. Once this thing revs up, mate, just sit back and enjoy it. <laughs> You're spending seven hundred dollars at Connors. Got me so good, mate. Just did. I remember one time I um. Uh, I was massively... It was one of my darkest cricket moments. I was just getting into this bloke for being a cube one time. Oh, dude. <laughs> the okay. level of tribalism that you get into with club, club footy and stuff is fucking Mate, if, be, if being proud is a crime, mate. Being proud of your local area, mate. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> when you play for St. Augustine and, and just being an absolute cunt about it. Just being some Catholic, local Catholic school being like, fuck you. It's absolutely a crime. It should be. It should be a crime. It's not, brother. It's not. But um, speaking of crimes, segue on. Watch mm. out. Um, dude, pa- there's absolutely fucking... First few six weeks we were here, no stress on the parking. There's, they're absolutely swarming out there now. I know, dude. It's, what's what's happening? I've been done. You've been done? Yeah. Mate, you're a bit lax. I'm a bit lax. Because yeah. I borrowed your car and um, I put it in a loading zone, but it was 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. And mm. I came back at like 10 p.m. Mm. I thought you were going to work. Mm. And then Rowan comes down like so hungover <laughs> at 10 a.m. And I'm like, mate, what are you doing here? Your car's in a loading zone. And you were like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> 
I have this weird arrogance. It's like, like a $350 fine for a loading zone. And I'm like, are you kidding? And I went and moved it. I thought you left at like 6 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't working. That's why I got on the piss. Um, but I have like, I don't know where I get this weird arrogance towards like authority that I'm just like, I it's, I, it's an anti-authority to the, so far to the fact that I just begin to believe that they don't exist. Like I don't mention their existence. You reject the premise of a parking Yeah, park. yeah. I re- I'm like, park, find me all you fucking want, cunts. Like I just go like that immediately. I, I got like two grand in fines immediately after coming back from America in like three months. It was just like, boom, boom, boom. I was like, oh, true. You can't. You got to act in a different way in this country. Yeah, there's rules here. Too much yeah. freedom over there, brother. Hey, but the, honestly, it's the freedom is sick. The freedom of just being able to <laughs> roll around however you like is fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah, incredibly dangerous. So <laughs> dangerous, like so. There's just fucked up cars everywhere. Yeah, it's mate, it's not that chill over there. But I told you about the thing in how our hostel in New Orleans. Um, like two guys got murdered outside the front door of our hostel like the day before we got there. Oh, really? And there was a police car just out the front of our whole stay in New Orleans. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm not like a fucking a bitch or anything. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a complete pussy. You know, I've, I've traveled a bit. You know, I'm not like some sort of a fucking nerd. But, you know, it's like, couldn't you just like do it in the alley? You know mm. what I mean? Like, this was recommended on Hostel World. <laughs> <laughs> and blokes are getting gunned down on the front door. Like, mm. anyway. But, mate, oh, yeah, so the parking rangers, right? I've mm. seen them. And so I saw, I was walking home the other day and I saw one. Mm. And I was, like, immediately, like, fuck this cunt. And then, and then I was, like, I was, like, nah, Colin Bill. Like, he was a bit, like, a mm. bit older. He was maybe, like, 50, I think. Mm. And then I was like, nah, come on, Bill. You've probably got kids and stuff. Everyone's got to feed their family somehow. Yeah. Don't be a piece of shit. And then I get a little bit closer and I see this bloke has a fucking earring. And I just thought, <laughs> fuck this bloke. He's a turncoat. Yeah, He's yeah. an absolute turncoat, mate. Dude, I saw a, tra- a transport like worker, like the guys that try and give out fines wearing TNs once. Yes, this is what I'm saying, Brother, dude. what fucking, are you doing? Mate, what are we... It's friendly fire. The calls yeah. are coming from inside the house. It's Yeah, it's incredibly cruel. Mate, either, mate pick your side, brother. Mm. You're, either a, you're either a fucking robot on their side or you're one of the lads. Mm. And this bloke, Earring, he's probably at the Annandale Hotel fucking... Doing all sorts of weird shit, trying to hook up with birds or whatever, <laughs> and then and then you probably sell him weed, and then the next day he's giving you a four hundred dollar fine. Mm, What's yeah. all this, mate? The economy's mm. out of whack. Mm. Become a bus driver, brother. Become a bus driver. There, see, and there we go. Bus there, driver's another gr- route. Bus That's driver's- a friendly man that helps the community. Yes, and also the good thing with bus drivers is you can put a little sociopath in a box. And they can just run that box. Yeah, yeah. And that's like their little world. Yeah, and yeah. And it's like, oh, hey, did you tap your card? Mm. And it's, or like, don't sit there. Don't, like, mm. don't eat this. Don't drink that. Like, you know when you you, you you take coffees on buses for like two years straight? <laughs> and then one day you get on with a coffee and the guy's like, what are you doing, mate? <laughs> and it's like, okay. And then you they're like, you have to drink that or, or throw it out. And then you see you're sculling a hot coffee. <laughs> and it's just like, and then you walk past this guy and just think, Whatever, mate. At least we've contained you in here. Yeah, At yeah. At least you're not in charge of like 30 people in an office or something. Yeah, yeah. Thank or running God. a building site. Yeah, Just, yeah. this is... All right. It's your box, your <laughs> rules, mate. <laughs> yeah, that is good. We should give everyone that has weird... Wants to have power over people. Just give them a bus. Give them a bus. Let them run the city. And let them have a bus route. Give them a bus. They can wear the socks however they want. Yep. Don't get out of the little thing. Yeah. Don't ever come out. 
Unless no one's on the bus. And you're in control, mate. The bus stops when yep. you want it to stop. Yep. It goes when you want it and to go. And you, it can, ca- you can decide who comes on and who doesn't. Occasionally, you get to stop and just be like, everyone off. And everyone just gets off. You get one meltdown a year yeah. where you can literally just go nuts. <laughs> Dude, when we were the Gold Coast and the bus driver just went the wrong way. Clearly, just did the route wrong, the wrong way. Yeah. And then stopped and was like last stop here and we're like this goes to the airport and he was like no it doesn't the one on the other side of the street does i'm like that's not true at all but mate because he was a bus driver we were like i wonder what happened there and then i was like i think he just melted down and you were like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like he, he, that was his meltdown yeah we were just happy to be there for mm. him man these bus drivers are wild dude i remember um one time like uh oh this is like this doesn't look great on paper this story oh no okay so <laughs> When at our bus stop for our high school, there was this like, you know, it's like a shopping center main bus stop. Mm. And so there'd be all sorts of characters there, all different schools, all different people. And there was like, um, there was this, this disabled guy and he was like mentally disabled, mm. not physically disabled. And I don't know what his disability was, but um, he had this thing where if you called him Brookie, he would like freak out and try and bash you. Yeah. yeah and so yeah. obviously the lads would like... He, like you'd say like someone would scream Brookie and then he'd like chase them around the shops. Mm. It was pretty cruel. Yeah. Okay. But also at the time when you're like 12, <laughs> you're like, this is fucking insane. <laughs> and dude, I remember um, like he famously chased James Payton around Forest Way shops three times. <laughs> like he had pretty impressive stamina. He was yeah. like 40. Yeah. And he also had like a really high voice. Um, he was bald. Yeah. It was like- He was a member of the local community. He was a member of the local community. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. I know those guys. Anyway. One time, um, this lad bloke who was on my school, like we all got on the the bus, and um, just Brookie was there, and just as we're pulling out onto like three lanes of highway, um, one of the lads leans out the window and goes, "Brookie," <laughs> and then mate Brookie starts chasing us down for- Forest Way. It's like three lanes, like a seventy zone, and he's bashing on the bus with a newspaper going, "I'll kill you! I'll fucking kill you!" <laughs> <laughs> and mate, mate, honestly, like we're all on, like I'm on the window seat, and Brookie's like chasing after the bus on the highway. Smash! And I got to say, mate, I can't even breathe. <laughs> I can't. Me and the lads, we, it's unbelievable. Like it's the the funniest thing. Now, obviously, this is very cruel, and this is immature. <laughs> the and, like behavior of thirteen year olds. The behavior of thirteen year olds. I'm telling you, I'm ne- like the bus is in mm. hysterics, mate. Absolute hysterics. Oh. And then we get to a red light and the... <laughs> oh, like, we, we lose him. Yeah. We lose him. Yeah. We, we should... I imagine... It's him. very easy. It's just very funny to imagine him just... You hear him just getting closer and closer and closer. <laughs> well, because, like, it was just as we were pulling out. Mm. So, like, the first the first 30 or 40 minutes he was with us. But then, mate, the thing is, it's very easy to shake a disabled man when you're doing 70Ks an hour on a bus. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, so, when we, we shake it, we get to this next red light. And the, the woman driving the bus um, opens the door and goes, I've been driving buses for 20 years and that's by far the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Which is completely fair. Yeah, and she goes, you should all be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> and mate, oh, mate, she fucking, she rocked the boys. Oh, really? oh good, a, lot, good. a lot of heads went down, mate. Oh, good, good. We knew it, mate. We're, yeah. we're, mate, we're yeah. Catholic boys. Yeah, yeah. We're good Catholic boys, mate. <laughs> yeah. We let the devil in briefly. <laughs> yeah. Mate, the devil was led into that bus for upwards of seven minutes and I got to say, oh, mate. Oh. <laughs> the ties are straightened. Yeah. <laughs> mate, we, when the devil was on on the 769 that day. Oh, mate. <laughs> few confessions that Sunday. Oh, big few time. boys lining up. Yeah, a few boys at reconciliation. <laughs> Listen, Father, even by your standards, this one's pretty bad. <laughs> but, mate, I tell you what, yeah. Was, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, there's one more bloody thing. Um, what was it that I wanted to talk to you about? 
Oh, the oh, footy thing. Oh, Origin in Adelaide. Origin in Adelaide. By the way, what do you think of the neutral venue? I hate it. I love it. Really? Because why not? It's three oh. games. Expand the game, brother. Dude, it's not worth it. I don't know. Maybe in Melbourne or something, but no one... I don't know. I think they're that interested. Dude, New Zealand loves State of Origin. I'd be down for a New yeah, Zealand one. Yeah, send one to Auckland. Yeah. That'd be sick. Dude, I was talking to a Kiwi, like 55-year-old dude the other day, and he's like, yeah, I've been watching it since I was a kid. Why wouldn't you? It's rugby league at the highest level. Yeah, it's rugby league at the highest level. So, mate, obviously, RE expanding the game. Mm. RE Adelaide. RE Radelaide. Mm. Potentially aggressive marketing from the NRL. Dude, I don't know what their fucking deal is. It's made me not- They're poking me- the bear, mate. Oh, dude, men are so sensitive. So they put a big, their advertising was the real footy's in town. And it's like, dude. The real footy is in so town. So rude. Dude, that's that's how you fucking come to town and kick sand in the big fella's mm. face. Hey, you, you pick the biggest cunt in the room, mate, <laughs> and you fucking throw first. That's what the NRL's done. They're going, we're not having this. It's so, it's just disgusting. It's just embarrassing. There's obviously some like fucking guy in the um, boardroom going, mate, we got to get in first. We got to get in first, mate. I'm telling you, mate, we go to Adelaide, the AFL, they'll be all over us, mate. They'll be all over. We got to get in first, mate. The CEO just going, fuck, he's right. He's right. They all just wig it out in the boardroom. It's such a Sydney, Melbourne thing where like one person in the dynamic doesn't give a fuck at all and isn't thinking about you. AFL doesn't give a fuck. Mate, it's on a Wednesday night. Yeah. They don't play AFL on Wednesday nights, I don't think. Also, it's one game every five years. The <laughs> AFL, they, they sell out fucking 80,000 at Adelaide over like round 13. The state of the NRL is like, we just got to get in these blokes' face early. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't need to get in anyone's face. You don't need to add, act like a suburban dad. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to go my dad's route where like the fact that I'm going to an AFL game with my girlfriend's friends, he's like, oh, how could you do this? And you're like- I like live sport, brother. It's all good. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. I'm still going to talk to you about Origin. It's all good. It's fine. It's all fine. How many AFL blokes saw that in Adelaide and thought, fuck these cunts? Everyone. Literally like 90% of men with emotional issues saw that and were like, fuck you. There's not a single bloke in Adelaide wearing a puffer vest that didn't spit on the ground after seeing yeah. that. Oh. Dude, I, I don't mind it from the NRL, but here's the thing is, for me, poking, having to go at um, <laughs> the people of Adelaide, like- it's a bit to kill a mockingbird for me, mate. Mm, you know mm. what I mean? Leave well enough alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> their, be- their beach has no waves, brother. <laughs> their beach has no waves. Just a completely still kind of you have a desert de- beach. Dude, also the gradient at Glenelg. You've got to walk out about 60 meters to get like <laughs> to like hip hip height in water. You just go for a 10-minute walk in water. It's like you're in rehab or something. <laughs> it's like you're going to the beach at Adelaide is like rehabbing an ACL injury. <laughs> You walk, you walk out 10 minutes, you duck your head and go, right, mm. then you walk back in. Nice. I can feel the smaller part of my ankle kind of warming up. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, this is the nicest part of Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> and then the NRL comes to town and goes, and you know what? While you're down, yeah. we'll fucking have a go. You know that that thing you guys really like? We actually think that shit's weak. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah, they'll respond well to this. So, so that, that's how men work. Yeah, yeah, 100%. The NRL execs are just like, look, mate, no one has the capacity to enjoy two things. <laughs> <laughs> it's never been done before. Pick your side. Are you Catholic or are you Protestant? And then we go to fucking war. It's like, no, that is everyone put their fucking guns down. For oh, one second. I love like the guys in the boardroom with a diagram and it's like 
Adelaide man's brain and it has the word AFL in it. And then it's like a video of LRL trying to get into the brain. And it's like, see, there's no room. There's no room for NRL in this man's brain. He's filled to the brim with AFL. He goes, we have to get rid of the AFL to win them as a fan. Mm. It's the only way. It's like, mate, every so many Australian men, it's like, yeah, you should watch more sport because you know how you have a crazy gambling problem and you find it all really exciting? Here's another little thing you can bet around on. Mate, it's so Kick weird. around 80 bucks. Mate, a lot of blokes, it, there's not many blokes who like NRL and AFL. Um, Yeah, yeah, not really. Not that I know. Mate, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you so, what. The, the only, only blokes that do, I like love every sport. They're mad for it. Yeah. Mate, I'll tell you what blokes who love AFL and NRL do. Um, get up for the F1 at 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'll tell you this. If a guy loves NRL and AFL, he fucking loves the F1. Can't get enough of it. All of the big... Watches every big bash. Every big bash. Every big bash. Mate, there's just some of those guys where it's like... And honestly, like, I I wish I could get into it as much as them. Because, like, if you're... Mate, like, if you're into every fucking sport I and know. you love it, there's always something on. Mm. Like, these blokes are just like, NRL's over, mate. They're like, oh, yeah, but the fucking Dakar rally's coming up, mate. <laughs> and they're like, they're pumped. <laughs> I get pumped for, like, three things a year. Yeah. These guys are, like, Monday to Sunday, every mm. day of the week, like... Mate, are you kidding? Div four Scottish Prem's on, mate. Yeah, true. Being Premier League's fun as well. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, Those guys have a great time, mate. For whatever reason, like, and this is the thing is like, I don't, I'm not really into the Premier League, and I love the Rabbitohs, but my passion for rugby league is not. Yeah, that's strong. Like, I don't really have like. I would love to be one of those cunts who like bleeds for something. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just I fell off rugby league for like five years, and then. I'm back into it a bit, but mm. it is better than when you left it as well. It's way better. The rule change like the it, rule change. I started watching the- it way more again. Like I fell off probably like year nine and then was kind of like obviously would watch Origin and like a bit of the matches, but like really wasn't watching that much. And then it just got better. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's way faster and the wrestle's done. Yeah, hundred percent. Also, what got me back into it was when I worked in an office, we did a tipping cop. Mm. And then uh when you're at tipping, you're actually like, you'll see a game's on, you're like, oh, need the Knights to get up here. Mm. And now all of a sudden I'm watching the Knights versus the Eels. Mm. And the other thing was um, during lockdown, rugby league was the only thing on. Mm. So there was, there was, so I was tipping that year, working in the office, and there were some weekends when you couldn't go outside. Mm. I remember one, a couple of weekends, we watched every game of the round. Because mm. like, there's just nothing on. Mm. Mate, Philanders, an absolute G for, mate. The only sport that could. Yeah, dude, 100%. The working class game has come to Adelaide and we're, we're spitting in your fucking face. I love it. It's such a dad move. Dude, it's it's so fucking funny just to um, like imagine that would work. Mm. Like, <laughs> It's the same sort of people that like the same sort of like dad energy of being like every cat should be killed, mate. There isn't a good one. And you're like, why do you guys hate cat? Have you ever met? No. Bit- Really? Oh, I know so many like weird old dudes that I work with that'll like talk about their dog and then just be like, cats are fucking disgusting. I'm like, you can just like your dog, man. Yeah. It's all good. It's one or the other. But yeah, these guys. yeah. Mate, the thing as well is, um, like I was saying, as far as to kill a mockingbird with Adelaide, like to go down to, to this to this little town, mate, this little town that could <laughs> and just and just kick sand in their face like this. Mate, this billboard in Melbourne is doing so much for me. Mm. This billboard outside the, the MCG... That's got me... That's like, let's go to the border and throw hands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's revved me, Yeah, man. yeah. But it's like Adelaide. It's like, come on, lads. Yeah, yeah. There's a few people that are going to come to the game. Yeah. Everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. You know? 
you're just fucking kicking a bee's nest. It's, but it's like the bees have no stingers or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, leave these bees yeah, alone. They can't yeah, hurt you, mate. Yeah. They can't hurt you. Leave these lazy bees alone. Yeah, these goddamn bees. <laughs> these poor bees. These poor bees are at beaches with no surf. You just got the... Re- these these poor bees, and the NRLs come along with the Rexona can and the lighter. Just got <laughs> yeah. get this into you, you stupid cunts. Yeah. Unprovoked. Yeah. Unprovoked, mate. <laughs> we really... We were just trying to get by down here, mate. Pretty pretty affordable down here. Pretty I, nice. I actually got, um, got leaked to the NRLs billboard for next year in Adelaide, mate. It just says um, AFL fucking sucks, <laughs> and it's a picture of Cam Munster just with his thumbs up. <laughs> just no, nah, just two fingers. Two up. fingers. Just some boys doing shuckers and some boys doing fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get every NRL player that looks like they'd absolutely king hit someone on a night out. Oh, and just dude. put them all on a billboard. A hundred percent. Fuck you, dude. I'd love to just send like or like a bunch of NRL legends down to Melbourne. Just to throw hands with AFL legends, I'd provoked. <laughs> Imagine you see on the news like uh, Brennan Favola is in hospital after being jumped by the Johns brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would like it to staunch up in that way. We gotta go hundred percent. That's hilarious. Anyway, mate, should we wrap up? We've done forty-four minutes. Oh, really, mate? Pretty good effort, I thought. Mm. Mate, when we were at like thirty-one minutes, I thought we're done. Mm. We're dead in the water, mate. We are. We're, yeah, it was. We never give up. Until we hit 40 minutes, then we give up pretty then, quickly. Then we give up. The tools are pretty down. The tools are down. <laughs> right, mate, riding this one home, really just... Just getting up to more straight guy shit. Just, mate, introducing Billy to Cursor properly last night. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of on the Cursor train pretty oh, hard now. Unwritten mate. letter when Ooh. his brother's locked up. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Woke up, punched a cone. It was 8 a.m. Mate, then we're just on for three and a half minutes of Ooh. some absolutely fire bars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of Aussie rap being played in the house. It sets a really nice vibe for the day. Oh, mate, just let to me wake t- up to just complete grime. Yeah. Also, like just sitting around having a couple of beers before a gig, listening to Cursor. <laughs> mate, I didn't I didn't open the door on the way out. I kicked it down. <laughs> yeah. I said, "Get out of my way! I'm ready to go." There's a woman briefly being in the room, be like, "Do you guys do you know um any of these rappers? The the Curry Bows boys from Tweed Heads? You go. You ever watch much of this in your Darlinghurst apartment? I don't. Probably not. Hey, yeah, true. You probably." You don't know all of these songs like me and Marcus do. Yeah, Rowan was had this girl over last night just playing the most aggressive, like husky songs about like he's like talking about like. Well, hitting. I just let my phone go. I yeah. just I press one YouTube video and, and the algorithm sorts it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of domestic violence in some of Husky's songs. Oh, not true at all, mate. <laughs> not true at all. People, that is complete lies. Husky's an OL, you know that off limits. OL. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling her, I was like, just so you know, you can't make jokes about this. Husky's OL. OL? Yeah. I don't know about you trying to get OL started, mate. Oh, when talking about Husky for sure. Yeah, right. Okay. Mm. There's a couple yeah, of Husky it was, songs. It was, it was intense. It was rap, then chill rap, and then the phone sorted it out into skating videos with music behind it. Oh my God, dude. That's watching, just what my phone sorts. Dude, watching skating videos last night, I was absolutely mesmerized. <laughs> It was. I felt bad. Marky was telling me a story. I just dipped out completely. The tunes was tunes match up so well with some. They get it right. They Surfing do get it videos right. are complete. If I make heaps of money, which I will, when I have heaps of money, I'll actually produce well, mate, some ones that are good. Since your Thursday night piss up, mate, you're you're an absolute bull in a china shop. <laughs> I'm as, far as, as far as success, mate, you're just going nuts. <laughs> They just need a surfing videos. Just need to copy skateboarding videos. Surfing videos. They like get dumb surfers to like write a script, then read it in a booth. So the, behind it, they'll always just be like, 
we woke up at 6 a.m. and headed to the coast. And you're like, dude, shut the fuck up. You're making this so lame. Yeah. Also, we you're had surfing, head- mate. We know yeah. you're on the coast. Yeah, yeah. We had our head full of joy and searching for some unknown wonder. And you're like, dude, shut the fuck up. Just don't ruin this for me. Yes. Like, whatever. It's a soft spot, mate. Okay. Should we get out of here? Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Mate, uh, Sydney Encore tomorrow night. Rev it up, mate. Rev it up. Oh, I revved up Bondi last week. Mate, yeah, no, and then you I, put out the you put out the call. Yeah, I put out the call that we we're going to stand around that dude, and then I ran into a dude that was at a show I was at that listened to the pod, and he was like, "We're going to fucking bash the shit out of that." I'm like, "No, that's not that's the exact opposite of what I was saying." Like, the boys are ready to go for you, mate. <laughs> yeah. Legend though, mate. I would love to be out and about with some get around me listeners and have someone like try and start you, <laughs> and just have like seven blokes run in. <laughs> no, I don't want any. I would of love that. that. <laughs> go, my boys, go. <laughs> Let me deal with my own business in my own way, which is de-escalating the situation by making them very sad. Mate, did I tell you about the time um, this chick on TikTok copied one of my videos? Like, just took my TikTok word for word and just said it on hers and went, like, pretty viral on hers. <laughs> and then, um, so I wake up with my body, like, getting these messages from blokes being like, mate, this chick's copied your TikTok, like... Word for word. And hers got like fucking two mil views or something. <laughs> Mine got like seven. I was like, come on. Come on, babe. Share the wealth. Anyway, mate, um, I put on my Instagram story being like, this chick just copied my TikTok word for word, lol. Bit of banter, I thought, you know. Mm. I don't know. You got to put something on your fucking story. <laughs> <laughs> mate. Mate, that was very reckless of me. Like, <laughs> mate, like this girl had to delete her TikTok account. Um. Mm. Uh, like oh, no. blokes are sending me screenshots of like just sending her like horrific messages being like don't worry Bill I sorted it out I was like no no just be <laughs> like if you ever steal from Billy Darcy again like that'll that'll be the fucking end of your life oh my god <laughs> and fucking I'm, hell I'm like boys call off the boys savages <laughs> man I was like the beacons have been lit like, <laughs> and Rohan shall answer <laughs> the quest has begun the qu- oh my god man. I just sent off so many ravenous white fellas into her inbox just the, a certain for justice it's just men can't handle it sometimes yeah. they can't handle even the smallest search for justice also sometimes you just cop an injustice yeah but it's not the end of the world mm. it's just it's a bit of a play on <laughs> yeah. but um but yeah so that was unfortunate mm. yeah. yeah well we'll we'll be careful with that next time yeah 100 percent. but i'd love to see like some pommy guy have a go at you in bondi next thing you know it's an all-in <laughs> get around just, me stop fucking these- saying this because th- no don't mention anything like that mate i'm telling you a ya. quiet night no pommy guys Unless they're friendly and over 5'6". I'm telling you, first Pommy accent we hear after the Bondi show, all in. Dude, and can everyone start being nicer to short guys so they stop lashing out at me? Mate, honestly, I think your energy towards short guys could be a little gentler. Mm. I don't know. I think I just represent a tall, arrogant cunt, which I I actually am as well. I think it does take two to tango to a certain extent Mm. with the repeated incidents, mate. I think it's a face thing. I think it's just full genetic... I don't know. Well, mate, here's the thing is we'll have an all-in brawl to sort it out. No, no all-in brawls. A nice 60-seater. How good are the arts? How good are the arts? Dude, this Bondi room, I'll tell you this. Anyone coming to the show, this is going to absolute Early call. I would not usually do this. Mm. Uh, This show is just going to crack. This show is just going to be an absolute half-folly on leg stump. Already filmed the show. It's in the bag. This is I'm I'm there to party. Mm. This is like the the send-off show. 
It's a send-off Absolute show. Absolute bands. Anyone who like interrupts me, I'll just lay you out. I don't care. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do 27 minutes and get off. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't push me at this Bondi show because I, I got all the leverage. I'm willing to walk away at a moment's <laughs> yeah, notice. He doesn't give a fuck. You interrupt my police bit. It goes for six minutes. If anyone stops me in the middle, I just put the mic down. <laughs> I put the mic down 11 minutes into the show. I go, thanks for coming. I warned you. I, I literally warned you and I told you that you'd only get one chance yeah. and it's gone. Yeah. It's done. Well Do done. not push me at this show because I will leave on a dime. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, also, if you Dude, hear- that's such a sick way to go about stand-up comedy. <laughs> just be like, oh, by the way, if anyone interrupts me, I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. I'm fucking out of here and you are not seeing a show no tonight. No refund. Does anyone want to see a show tonight? All right, if you want to see a show, then everyone shut the fuck up. Okay, shut the fuck up. Also, anyway, if- drive throughs are weird, hey? Yeah. <laughs> also, if you hear some of my riffs and think, oh, this is kind of reckless, it's it's from a man who's who's got nothing to lose. <laughs> it is reckless. You're right. Yeah, he's a like, good so, observation. Yeah, he's riffed about immigration for 11 minutes, huh? <laughs> this isn't a traditional Billy Darcy show. All, all in, brother. Chips are on the table, willing to walk away. And then just a quiet night of a few pints. Um, and hushed conversation in yep. a pub. With with the pensive atmosphere of violence breaking out at any moment. No <laughs> atmosphere. Every atmosphere is just kind of like, wow, how great was Origin this week? That was crazy. Do you think Luttrell's going to- This is just going to continue? Origin this Wednesday. Mm, I, I'm not work. I got TAFE, bro. I'm fucking paid vacation. TAFE-cation. It's literally the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Yeah. All right, mate. This promo sort of got off the rails. Um, I'm going to have to listen back to this one. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Okay. That's all right. I'll just interrupt my week, not yours, mate. Yeah. Okay. I understand how it works. Anyway. All right. We've got to stop doing this podcast. Yeah. Done.